What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are one day away from week 18 when they face the Baltimore Ravens, a really do or die situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they're going to need some help in order to get into the 2023 playoff scenario. We'll dive into that. The injury updates that have come from not just the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the teams surrounding the Steelers this week that could help them or hurt them when it comes to their playoff chances. Some uh, very interesting, I want to say news, some very interesting take from one of their biggest names, hottest names in the locker room. And of course, our keys to victory and our predictions for week 18, Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens. It is a beautiful day here in the Berg. It's supposed to be a little snowy in Baltimore tomorrow. I'm glad that uh, they're getting the snow, not uh, not the city of Pittsburgh. So shout out city of Pittsburgh. How we uh, how we feeling today, my friend? Well, I'm feeling more excited knowing that a snowball could decide the Steelers playoff fate. I feel like that that gives like me a that. lot of confidence and makes me feel very good. But I don't know, yeah. that'd be that'd be cool. Like a little snowball to to finish off the year with a playoff uh with a playoff spot on the line. I think that's that's perfect. That's that's the scriptwriters did a good job with that one. I'll say that. No doubt. The scriptwriters have been killing it all year. If we're gonna be honest. The script like this is top to bottom. Whoever was sitting around, just I mean, just like the easy ones. Whoever was sitting there going, Yo, you want to be a really good idea? Let's get Mason Rudolph back involved. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, whoa, whoa. Ben sitting in the back somewhere. He's just like, no, nah, I don't like that one. I don't like that one at all. Yeah. Um, I, they they have been they have been killing it. A snow game would be sick, especially in Baltimore. I don't like to necessarily give Baltimore, you know, any credit. I'm sure Steelers fans don't either, but their stadium is set up where the fans are like you get as a press member, you are like in the fans. So you are as close to these people as humanly possible. So to have the snow coming down, there's no coverage. It would just be like there's no coverage above. It would just be snow everywhere. Those guys would be rowdy. It would be that would be it would be a good time. That would be I would be about a snow game. You think the snow game benefits a Steelers team that is dominating the run or a Baltimore team who is pretty much just the run with even without Lamar pretty much just the run in general. Who do you think gets benefited more? Well, I feel like a Steelers team that is, you know, practiced three weeks in a row or whatever with this with their first team offense. I mean, this the the Ravens. I mean, you look at their injury report; they're going to be introducing, yeah. you know, a whole new cast <laughs> of characters in there. I can't imagine the the snow slippery conditions would make that any make that transition any easier for them. So I, I feel like it's it'd be the Steelers. I feel like the Steelers would would be able to thrive in that environment. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think, I think Jalen Warren, a little bowling ball out there, and then a little Najee yeah. Harris in the snow. That'd be, it'd be a good time. It'd definitely be, uh, it definitely be a good time. That that game might end like six to three, and I'd be, I'd it'd be, be all the most about entertaining it. six to three game you've ever seen. Yeah, there. like five fumbles, an interception or two, and it would be a good time. Yeah, like four, 100%. like four missed, like four, like blocked punts or something like that Dude, we, could you imagine if it came down to a couple of missed field goals from justin tucker and chris boswell that would be yeah. that'd be awesome that'd be a game nobody nobody saw coming and if you're if you're a gambling man which we are maybe you toss a little bit on the uh on the over under the the kicks a game kicks per game you never know uh what's gonna happen but the snow definitely definitely helps we'll dive into the playoff updates we'll dive into no lamar jackson all the injuries that the baltimore ravens have plus some 
I want to say a boost. I don't ever like crediting injuries as good news, so I'm not going to say that it is good news, but definitely some significant news for the Pittsburgh Steelers when it comes to the surrounding games that could help them get into the playoffs. Let's start, though, first with some news inside the locker room. The Pro Bowl was announced this week. Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, and Miles Killebrew get into the Pro Bowl. Miles Killebrew's first time. Shout out, Miles Killebrew. I was excited for that one. I knew it was going to happen a couple of days ago. I actually watched um, I watched Omar go up to him in the locker room and like congratulate him. And the, he was sitting right next to TJ Watt. Omar congratulates TJ Watt. And like it was, you know, at that, I knew what was going on in the moment. And then he turned to Miles, and I watched Miles' face light up. I was like, oh, dude, good for Miles, man. Good yeah. for Miles. Well-deserved. I don't know how many more blocks, block punts you could have possibly put on your resume before somebody was like, yeah, yeah we just got to be good at special teams. That Yeah, we should probably put him in the Pro Bowl. We should probably put him in the Pro Bowl. So shout out, Miles. However, the name that did not get in that many believe got snubbed was George Pickens, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, has made headlines this season for both good and bad. This time... Not so good. He uh, he joined. I don't want to say it was only him. It was a cast of uh, of members of the NFL across the league who did not get into the Pro Bowl, who have voiced their opinions about how they believed they should get into the Pro Bowl. And I think some people can make the argument on guys like Mika Fitzpatrick saying, eh, well, he didn't play most of the season. Why is he getting into the Pro Bowl? Sometimes it's a respect thing. I, I get that, that that hurts people's paychecks so and resumes. So I understand completely. George Pickens posted on his Instagram after the announcement. He said, F the Pro Bowl. And then he said, cap-ass league. So clearly not pleased about it. Just to read off some stats. So right now, currently heading into week 18, Pickens is fifth in the fifth in the AFC in receiving yards behind Tyree Kill, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, and Jamar Chase. Those four guys made the, made the Pro Bowl over Pickens. Pickens has 100 or 1,140 receiving yards, five touchdowns, only 63 receptions. He's nine receptions less than the second least receptions on that list, which is Amari Cooper with 72. So significant. I mean, like that's that's a pretty big jump. Either way, he uh, he kind of lashes out there for a second. Your thoughts when you saw it, and uh, do you think do you think George should have got into the Pro Bowl? Well, when I saw it, I mean, I can't say I was necessarily stunned. I mean, this is George. This is George being George. This is. This is how we've just come to know him. He he talks, he likes to use his Instagram story to get his message across, um, and he's certainly doing it here. Um, so can't say I was surprised that he felt like he was snubbed. Um, but I don't really know if this was necessarily a snub. Um, big receiving yards numbers, um, but, man, there are a lot of good receivers in the NFL, man. And, like, this is, yes. this is just kind of the nature of the beast. Like, you have to be really head and shoulders above – some super elite players to earn a pro bowl bid. Look, this isn't over. Like, I mean, guys are going to, guys are going to opt out. Guys are not going to play. Guys are going to get hurt. Uh, And guys are going to make the super bowl. Right. And guys, and you know, a spot might open up for George somewhere down the road. So, you know, maybe he doesn't think it's a cap ass league when he gets, you know, subbed in as a reserve, but um, so who knows, but yeah, this wasn't like, you just have so many guys, so many elite players that you've got to overcome. So if you're not playing at an elite level for the entire season, this is kind of what happens. And as much as I think George is a good player, he wasn't playing at an elite level for the entire season. So uh, he's just got to kind of deal with that. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like this is, this is just kind of the nature of it. You got to deal with it. No, I agree. He's got one, two, three, four, five games over a hundred yards. Less of the, the, the rest of them. I mean, 
You know, it's he's like got a 19 yard. yard game. Yeah, he's got a game with negative one yard, 22 yards, 25 yards. And, and it's not all his fault. I think that's right. the big thing here is, you know, if you take into consideration his quarterback situation and the offensive coordinator situation, maybe there's an argument for him. But in the grand scheme of things, like Tyree Kill is possibly the best football player in the league right now. Like, it, it's unreal. Amari Cooper, George Pickens puts up, I mean, just in co- comparisons here, George Pickens puts up one phenomenal game. Like, shuts does the whole, you know, quiet the noise, blah, blah, blah. Amari Cooper, like, 24 hours later, breaks the franchise record for the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, phenomenal. And then Jamar Chase, still dealing with quarterback issues, has worked pretty much the whole season with Jake Browning and has put up, better numbers than than George Pickens it, you know it's it's tough you know you're looking at the situation and, and you want to come up with ways that it does work out for GP I don't think he was snubbed you know I think he I think he's on the verge I think he was right there I think if he had a better quarterback situation and he was as engaged as he was the last two or three weeks you know if if that's who George Pickens was the entire season I don't think there's any denying denying that he's a pro bowler and maybe that's next season if the Steelers get their quarterback situation figured out which Jerry Dulac says yesterday that it's Kenny Pickett Mason Rudolph's going to come back as a backup I almost lost my mind in my to go today um if the Steelers have a better quarterback situation have a better offensive coordinator situation next year and George Pickens is like 100% engaged 100% effort at all times in 2024 I got a hard time saying he's not going to be a pro bowler getting snubbed this year no, I don't like if, if I'm going to be honest, I think Chris Boswell got snubbed a little bit more than George Pickens and Chris Boswell gets snubbed every single like this guy is probably a Hall of Famer. Chris Boswell is probably a Hall of Famer, probably won't get into the Hall of Fame because he's just constantly going to be overlooked by a guy named Justin Tucker who played in the same division as him. And, and when you just, you know, he makes the Pro Bowl every year. There's nobody else. There's one kicker. That's who it is. Right. So I don't know. I don't know about snubbed. I'm not. I'm not into the snub thing. Yeah, like there were. I mean, like there, like Emin Ross St. Brown got like left out of the playoffs. The guys. Ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't know. Like there are a lot of good football players and very few Pro Bowl spots. Like this yes. is you just and especially at receiver. Like there are a million good receivers in the league right now. Like you just you got to really really separate yourself. You got to really be a not just a difference maker, but like an elite player in this league to make the pro bowl. Like I know yeah. people look at the pro bowl as kind of like a little bit of a joke now. And they see like, you see a Tyler Huntley make it in last year and you're like, okay, what does this yeah. even really mean? But I think at receiver in particular, like there are so, just so many dudes who are deserving of a spot that if you get snub, if you get left out, I don't think you can necessarily take that as a slight, you know? Yeah, that's, that's exactly. And, and, and just like you said with the Tyler Huntley thing, like, as the as it progresses, the, the Pro Bowl is not what it used to be. It is not going to be what it used to be. There will be lots of guys in the next couple of weeks who are dealing with injuries, dealing with this, dealing with that. Minka Fitzpatrick will be a prime name. There's no chance Minka's going to the Pro Bowl. You know, he's dealing with every every part of his body at this at this point in the season is is somewhat banged up. He's going to the offseason. He's gonna go start rehabbing and doing all this and doing all that. There will be a bunch of names like that. George will probably get in. You know, depending, but either way, I mean, he's got outside of Jamar, nah, I guess the two of them, Keenan Allen too, but there's a shot of Mari Cooper and Tyree kill. They might be my two favorite teams in the AFC right now to make the, to make the Super Bowl. The Baltimore should be the favorite, but I don't know. There's something about Baltimore that just, that just gets me. Like, I'm just like, eh, that Joe Flacco, it's going to be Joe Flacco. Um, 
So maybe maybe George gets in there. But I, I again, I'm not into the snub thing. I think at wide receiver, there's a billion good players. It's probably the hardest position to get into a Pro Bowl. And George, I mean, you just look at the body work, and it was a good year. It was, it was a great step forward for George Pickens. He's got to he's got to do a full 17 games, and that's not totally in his control. But yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It is what it is. Another George moment. I'm glad this one was not as big as 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 the others. So you know, keep it calm and, and move into the next season and make that a goal, George Pickens, you know, on top of making the playoffs and, and a bunch of other things. Speaking of the playoffs, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they got some updates throughout the week. Obviously, the Baltimore Ravens will not work with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. They have some other uh, some other good news. First, let's run through the list of, I actually had it up and then closed it because, you know, I do dumb things sometimes. The list of the Baltimore Ravens injuries of who they will not play. Odell Beckham Jr. will not play just because of a coach's decision. Neither will Lamar Jackson, obviously. Marlon Humphrey's out with a calf injury. Malik Harrison, linebacker, is out with a groin injury. And a bunch of other guys are out with, oh, Daryl Worley, shoulder, and Kevin Zalter. Excuse me if I did not uh, say that right. Coach's decision slash knee slash quad on top of that they have like a billion questionable guys um they have a safety a, a darius washington they have tylen wallace who's out with it or who's questionable with a knee injury brandon stevens corner questionable with an ankle injury arthur millette shout out arthur millette questionable with a hip injury they got kyle hamilton who i highly doubt plays against the pittsburgh steelers dealing with a knee injury zay flowers dealing with a calf injury doubtful i doubt he plays as well ronald D- darby is dealing with an illness he's questionable as well long story short it is going to be like you said a cast of new characters coming out here for the baltimore ravens in week 18 against the pittsburgh steelers some people are trying to say oh well you know the backups to the the baltimore ravens are still better than the starters of the pittsburgh steelers this and that and this and that i mean you look at an injury list that includes like 13 guys do you feel the same way or are you kind of i'm on i feel like i'm on the boat of just sitting here and saying it's not definitely not a win. You ne- you know you never win until you actually win. Pittsburgh's got a pretty good shot to uh, shut this one down early and just make it as easy as possible. Yeah, that that whole Ravens backups are better than the Steelers starter. That seems more like wishful thinking or some rivalry trash talk. Like that's there's just no way that's real. And I mean, I don't know. No. Maybe if if this if the Ravens backups are that much better than the Steelers starters, maybe they should have played in the first game that the Steelers and Ravens played. Because remember, the Ravens <laughs> lost that one. Like, I, like what are we talking about? This is this is ridiculous. That's like completely ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, obviously, with an injury report that long, you you definitely have some more confidence. You know, the Steelers are going to be ultra motivated, and the the Ravens really don't have anything to play for. I mean, I've heard people talking about how. You know, Harbaugh's going to get these guys up. You know, he's going to bring yeah. up how many times the Steelers have like denied the the Ravens opportunities to move forward in the playoffs and make some noise in that sense. Um, but just how much is that going to carry over into this year? I, I don't really know. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I still feel like it's it's the Steelers who have the upper upper hand personnel wise, uh, motivation wise. It's yes. I mean, there's every reason for the Steelers to win this game. There's almost no reason for the Ravens to win this game or to even try to win this game. So, you know, I, I think you just look at an injury report that long and, and there's no, there's no other take to have other than that. The Steelers kind of have an upper hand going into this game. I think, do you worry about the fact that they lost to the new England Patriots and they lost to the Arizona Cardinals and they were very open. The Steelers were that 
they overlook these guys. And this game is a game where if you're looking at it at paper, the Steelers should smoke the Baltimore Ravens. Are you worried that this is this is a three-peat of, oh, well, we maybe overlook these guys? Uh, well, look, I mean, I, I guess I guess that concern always just lingers after yeah. after the the examples that you listed. But look, you can't like this is this is your playoff spot on the line. Like if you can't get up for this one, if you're overlooking a team in in this situation, then you were never serious to begin with. You know, yep. like you you don't you are not deserving of a playoff spot, and there will be, you know, as Mike Tomlin says, some football justice from that. Like you, yeah, I, I don't know. It, this this feels like an impossible game to not get up for. Uh, regardless of who you're lining up against. I mean, we're allowed to, th- like you, us as you know, spectators or journalists, like we're allowed to kind of look at the 30,000-foot view and think about, okay, who's playing versus who not, who's not, and like what um, what the kind of odds are and like how we, how we look at it that way. But if you're a player, yeah. I mean, you've got no other choice but to look at this as your biggest game of the season, um, not just because it's the last one, but because there's a potential for more after it if you win and if you take care of business. So... That I mean, there's just no way you can overlook that. Like I, I don't, I don't understand how, especially after you lose to the Cardinals and the Patriots, that a Steelers player could be in that locker room thinking, "Oh, we're just gonna run through this game. We're gonna walk through it. It's gonna be so easy. Like we don't even have to try." No, I, I, I agree. I think that, and I think the difference is, you know, there's a part of me that was that was real down on on Mike Tomlin throughout the season, and especially during that slump. And I, I put a lot of that on. I put pretty much all that on him. But in this moment, it's different. Like this is a this is a Mike Tomlin. This is as good as it gets from Mike Tomlin. This is a probably gives you chills in the locker room beforehand. Everything you hear about the consistency. I I think that Mike Tomlin is the most consistent human being on the planet when it comes to coaching a football team. I think that in these moments, just some of his consistencies that he uses all the time. You better not. You better cut your eyelids off because there's no blinking. Like, you know, you toss one of those bad boys out in the locker room 15 seconds before you run on the field. Juices are flowing. You know, they're getting you're getting guys amped up. I think that he's got the Tomlinisms. He's got the the motivation. This is a moment where consistency is great. Awesome. I get it. He's he always knows how to just toss a little something out there to kind of rev these guys up. And I think this is a moment that he waits for. I don't think he necessarily tosses that out against New England or against the Cardinals or against the Colts. I think it's much different in a week 18 back up against the wall. This is what you got to do. I agree. I, I'm not. If they lose this game, I mean, there's just, you know, just clean house. Go into the offseason and say, all right, well, how many guys can we get rid of? And how many people outside of the names, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and probably a Landon Roberts would – uh would we remove before we could before we could start over outside of Pittsburgh? Trevor Lawrence is the big name to watch. I think a lot of people are down on the Tennessee Titans having an opportunity to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network says that he's not so sure Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Lawrence is dealing with a shoulder and a finger injury. He's been limited throughout the week. He hasn't been able to throw on a full capacity. Rappaport says that uh, it's not looking great for him to play on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. Let me ask this. Did you have any hope that it would be a game the Titans could win? And how much has that hope grown or maybe not grown knowing that Trevor Lawrence might not be out there? Well, honestly, I think I was a little higher on the Titans having a chance in this game, just sort of by virtue of just this NFL season being a little weird. Like, yeah. 
feel like anything can kind of happen, and the Jags are one of those teams that just it seems like they can beat anyone or lose to anyone in any given week. So I think I was a little higher on the Titans. Um, I kind of grew when I thought about the fact that it's Derek Hen- it could be Derrick Henry's last game. As a oh, Titan. as a Titan, could it really? Yeah, so I think he's. I think he might play with a little extra motivation. I think he might run a little bit angrier than he did uh, earlier this season. And then, obviously, the Trevor Lawrence news. Like, I think CJ Bathard is a fine backup, but it completely changes the the kind of calculus. And and you know, as as fine as he's been, I, I ju- it's just kind of a different animal facing that. That Tennessee's got a good defensive line. They got a good front seven, and I feel like I don't know. Tennessee is going to be one of those teams that I think just leaves everything on the table. We've seen the way that Mike Vrabel, 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 excuse me, that's a tough word. Um, <laughs> the way that he's been talking this week, like he is, he is absolutely all in. I feel like he is more motivated for this game than I've, I've ever seen him before. Not that I, you know, follow the Titans very closely, but yeah, it seems like he has been like, he may not have walked into this week, you know, being as motivated as he was, but as soon as he started taking questions from, from the media, he started to get a little more pissed off and progressively more pissed off. And now he's like, you know what? I didn't really care about this game before we came in, <laughs> came into this week. But now that you all are asking me these questions, now that you all yeah. think that we have no chance, now I really want to win this game. So um, I feel like the Titans are going to be very motivated. And obviously, you know, it, no Trevor Lawrence out there only makes me believe that they have even more of a chance. Yeah, the laying out the Derrick Henry thing gave me a boost there. I didn't I didn't realize the Derrick Henry thing. I I I guess like that, you know, uh, it's obvious, but you just don't think about it. Right. That could be big. The Mike Vrabel press conference got me juiced up. That one got me. You know, I don't know if it convinced me, but I was definitely watching that and I was going, "Hell yeah, dude, losing does suck. Losing's terrible. Why would you want to lose?" Um that one got me. The Trevor Lawrence thing. My thing is, my thing is this. Everybody wants to put and I'm about to ask this question, so maybe I'm already spoiling it for for myself. But everybody wants to say, oh, well, the realistic loss is Miami because they're a better team and they're fighting for the AFC East. Like they have to win. They have to fight and and win the AFC East. Buffalo, in my opinion, is possibly the hottest team in football right now. Like they outside of the Cleveland Browns, they they might be like they're if they're not one A, they're one B. And that's really tough because I said it the last four weeks. The, the hottest team going into the playoffs is the scariest team. And the Buffalo Bills right now are the scariest team. They want home field advantage. They want a team like the Miami Dolphins to have to go to Buffalo. They're going to hope that it snows the day that they show up. That's what they're hoping for. They're going to go in there. And I think that that is that's a game that I mean, it, it's Sunday night football for a reason. And I think I think the Dolphins are a lot better than people want to give them credit for. But I also think that they fold just as much as people say that they fold. I'm not totally convinced on that one. Tennessee's a game where, you know, history will tell you. These, this is a game where this is a team that does not care, that's going to bring everything they got out there. They got a quarterback in Ryan Tannehill who understands that this could be his last opportunity to show the rest of the NFL, hey, look, it, I might be 35 years old, but I could still throw a damn football and I can win some games. And that's going to play a role. And you, the Derrick Henry thing on top of that, Mike Vrabel just trying to shut some people up and gain some momentum going. Like Tennessee is a team that there aren't a lot of teams that, that you know, spoil teams' playoff chances. That really spoil them. Tennessee is one of them. And Jacksonville being beat up and kind of being on the downfall right now, that's a game where I think a lot of people are just overlooking it. And maybe I'm totally wrong. That one to me seems just a little bit, a little bit more like if I'm the Steelers, I'm feeling better about that one than I am heading into Sunday night 
against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I, I like a hundred percent because I think people are kind of underrating the Dolphins. Like, I don't know. I everything I've seen has been kind of following your logic about like the Bills are just kind of the better team. The Dolphins are sh- are shaken up, you know, or are beat up. Excuse me, and then people don't really. I feel like the general consensus has been kind of that Miami doesn't have a chance, and I really think that's that's kind of off base, especially because that game's in Miami. But I do that agree that true. I think, but like that, that like I, I the Bills no, are, I get you. I, like, yeah, because I just feel like that that Miami Buffalo game is a toss up, kind of in the same way that I think this this Jaguars Tennessee game is going to be. You know, do like, you do you think that Buffalo like what what are your what are your what you think Buffalo is a more real like if you were to pick one of those games that so you were like mm, if, if you had to eliminate one and say. All right, the Steelers only get one shot. What game would you pick? Hmm. Oh, I would. I would definitely. Oh, yeah, I would definitely pick Jaguar or Jaguars losing to Tennessee. Like I'll just. But you're still you're still a believer in Miami. Full believer in Miami. Yeah, I mean, you would like, know. Yeah, like I think I, I like I don't know. I think Miami like it was never going to be like I think most of most of what's ailing the the Dolphins is on defense, right? And so yes. I, I mean they were they were never going to stop. I don't know. I don't think they were ever going to come up with enough with like a ton of stops against that Bills offense. I think they were going to outscore yeah. them. That was going to be really the like it was going to be whoever has the ball last. I think yeah. was, was kind of my logic. So I don't know. The injuries don't super scare me with with Miami. I think they can still definitely win that game. But I, I still just think like, you know, no Trevor Lawrence, you know, like we talked about all the motivation that the Titans have. Um, I still feel like that's a that's the one that I would pick as the kind of. Um, I guess the Steelers' best bet is how we kind of put it in our in our show notes. But like, yeah, that feels like their best bet is is kind of the the Jaguars just collapsing a little bit and just falling under the, the pressure of those injuries and just not being able to sustain it all the way through through a game like a physical game against the Titans. Like they're going to get worn down. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it's still good though that that you have faith in Miami because I think a lot of people are worried. Like I've been talking to a lot of. A lot of Steelers fans this week and a lot of family members and so on and so forth who've been hitting me up and calling me and, and DMing me and whatever. And man, I'm nervous about the Dolphins. I don't know if the Dolphins got it. I'm, I mean, I'm best friends with a Dolphins fan, like the only Dolphins fan I know. And even he is like, there's no chance they win this game. And in my, I was like, wow, this is that's yeah, tough. I really, I really don't get that. Like I, the Dolphins are a good team, man. Like they were the number one seed for like, I get it. They're, they're inconsistent and everything like that. But like. I don't know. They just—they're fresh off a win against the Cowboys, right? That was their last game. They no, their no, last they, game was they—they they got smoked by the Ravens last week. But oh, I think that true. honestly but, helps. I think that helps. Yeah. I think that a lot of people are overlooking them because they got smoked by the Ravens. I think the Ravens are a powerhouse right now. I think right. the only team, like if I was, if I was to say, hey, give me your two, give me your AFC Championship, if if you could pick it, not not knowing how it's all going to work out and the seating and so on and so forth. Baltimore Ravens versus Cleveland Browns. And I don't know who's going to win that game because I think that would be, that's going to be the best matchup that you could possibly present. Those are two absolute dominant football teams right now. But I think that they are head and shoulders above the Miami Dolphins, above the Kansas City Chiefs, above everybody else. The The difference though, is that the AFC is so stacked that I think the Miami Dolphins are head and shoulders above everybody in the NFC outside of the San Francisco 49ers. And that's just that's just how the how the NFL has worked itself out the last like decade. It's not anything new. 
I think the Dolphins are coming off a loss. You come off a big loss to Baltimore. People are going to overlook you. The Bills are going to overlook you. There's going to be so much going on. Like, you know, Buffalo is going to look at this as an opportunity. They're, they're, they're probably going to be like, well, Miami sucks. You know, if there's an overlook game, it's going to be Buffalo over Miami. I think that that plays into Miami's favor where everybody's going to pick against them. And they're just going to be like, dude, what are you talking about? You know, like we're going to we're going to win this game. Everybody's healthy. You know, the defense is banged up, but Tyree Kill is coming off a full game. If Jalen Waddle plays, that's huge. You know, two is healthy. Your running backs are, are more healthy than they are. I think that's a good situation for the Steelers. I, I, I think both of these games are are definitely a toss up, which is just wild to say, because, you know, I think at the beginning of this week, my mindset, at least you you've been pretty much on the train of this could happen for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think I've been like quietly telling everybody like, yeah, I think the season's over after this week. Like, I think that's I think that's what happens. It's just keeping your your expectations cautiously low, you know, not trying to get ahead yes. of yourself. I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. I can appreciate that. You know, you're not trying to not trying to let anyone get disappointed. I, that's I that's how it is. Everybody. So my birthday is in like, what, two weeks, two, three weeks. And everybody's like trying to plan birthdays right now. They're like, hey, what's you know, what do you got going on in this? What do you, and I'm like, dude, I have no idea, man. Like, right. I have no, <laughs> ask me on Monday what my situation looks like. And I'll tell you the next six days. And yeah. outside of that. I don't have an answer for that one either because if, you know, Pittsburgh ends up in, in Buffalo, that could happen. Pittsburgh ends up in Miami. That could happen. Like, they could win these games. That's And that's getting ahead of ourselves. But I mean, it's just wild. to. That's where the NFL has gone, which is great. You know, you want to talk about parity. This is as, this is as good as it gets for uh, for the entire NFL and the entire Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Real quick, let's talk about some injuries. Alandon Roberts says he'll be back dealing with a pectoral Toral injury. He's been limited throughout the week, but uh, said he's good to go. Told you he's good to go. Minka Fitzpatrick is a maybe. He's questionable. Both these guys are questionable heading into Saturday. He's dealing with a knee injury. Eric Rowe, safety for the Steelers, said he doesn't know what to expect from Minka because he is fighting as hard as he can to get through that knee injury. Excuse me. Do you expect Minka out there? Do you do you push Minka? You know, Alandon's going to play. Alandon will play with half of a body. You know, if right. you sliced him in half and said, well, you could still walk, he'd say, all right, I'm going to go out there. Minka, Minka would do the same thing, but, you know, the Steelers would be more cautious with him. You're, if you're the Steelers, are you sending Minka out there? Are you making him active and maybe sitting him? How are you handling this situation? Yeah, I think I think Minka's, if, if, he, if he is even at, like, you know, three quarters of himself, I feel like he's got to at least play. He's got to try, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's... I feel like that's the kind of the logic that Minka will follow. You know, if he even feels, I mean, it might even be a lower number for him personally. Like he might feel like if he's halfway there, like he's like, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to give it my best effort and we'll, we'll see how it goes from there. Um, yeah. I just think, yeah, we're talking about a Landon Roberts and Minka Fitzpatrick. Like these are two of the biggest, I say this as a term of endearment, but they are, they are psychos. Uh, they like, yeah. they are football psychos. Um, so I think that they I would a hundred percent expect Minka to play, quite honestly. I feel like he is I don't know, I just feel like he is the type not the type of guy to rule himself out of a game like this. You know, this is yeah. the kind of stuff that he lives for. So I'm I'm really expecting Minka to be out there. I'm expecting him to like like you asked me, like if you're the Steelers, would you would you push Minka? Like I don't think Minka's gonna need anyone pushing him. I think he's yeah. gonna if he if he can be out there, he's going to be out there. How uh, how long are you keeping them in the game? It, it, say this is say this is a win for the Steelers. You know, you Steelers are up fourteen nothing at halftime. You putting them back out in the second half? 
Oh yeah, 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 you yeah. Keep yeah out, you even with the playoffs on the line, my thought yeah. is you, you push well, yeah. them to a point and then you and then you pull them back. Well, uh, well, I don't and maybe know. that's being too cautious. Maybe that's being too cautious. Maybe that's being too optimistic about the situation. Well, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna pull them at some point, then you might as well just like not play them. Quite honestly, because this yeah. is a game that you you I don't think you can mess around with it like that. Like fourteen point, like a two score lead at halftime, like. I would consider pulling him in the fourth quarter if they're up by that much. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think this is a game that you're going to have to play all 60 minutes. And if you don't think that – I don't know. If you don't think that Minka can give you all of those 60 minutes, I'm not – I don't even know if he should really be out there, quite honestly. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm saying that he, he – I just said – I'm maybe arguing against myself a little bit. But I don't know. Just like – if he's not a hundred, if he's not well, no, if he's not not a hundred percent, but just if he can't play that full game, yeah, if he can't then, play a full game, yeah, yeah, I know what you're why, saying. Yeah, then I don't know why you would why you would roll him out there in the first place. That that I, doesn't I, seem smart I, to me. I hear you. I definitely hear you. Um, you know, maybe it is me being a little too too optimistic about the situation. Kind of maybe I'm overlooking the Baltimore Ravens. That's the issue <laughs> in this conversation right now. But I agree. I, I expect Minka to be out there as. Like if he if he could go if he could walk if he could if he could jog if he could slightly jog faster than anybody else he's gonna go out there and play either way I like the way Eric Rowe's been playing the last couple of weeks I like the way Miles Jack's been playing Patrick Peterson should be a safety full time moving forward I like that situation for the Steelers Mink is obviously a boost you're gonna put Mink out there if he could with that being said before we head out of here the last possibly the last time this season possibly the last time this season wild to say that uh i was looking at the i have it right in front of me here the win loss for me and Derek actually did it before the the season um i'm rocking an 11 win year so i possibly am over and i'm only one game off i actually made a bet maybe i brought this up during the week made a bet with a buddy earlier in the season much earlier in the season and he was busting me texting he's like actually it was during the preseason He's like, dude, there's no way the Steelers win eight games. I was like, I bet you the Steelers win 10 games this season. He's like, all right, thousand bucks. I don't have a thousand bucks to bet. No, I'm a journalist. Okay. But obviously I said, yes, you know, sounds good. Non-serious. And week, two weeks ago, two, yeah, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they're in the midst of that losing streak. I get a text and he goes, yo, can't wait to get that thousand bucks. I didn't reply. Here they are possibly winning me a thousand bucks so shout out the Steelers that's the biggest game at hand here is my right. wallet hands down um second is the playoffs your keys to victory possibly for the last time this season Pittsburgh Steelers versus Baltimore Ravens week 18 yeah there are tears in my eyes I'm there I I hope this is not the last time we get to do this but uh I think my key to victory is kind of letting Mason be Mason there is uh I don't know he as good as the run game has been, I think Mason's been the real catalyst for for why you're here. Been the biggest biggest reason why you're in this position in the first place uh, to kind of salvage this year and and get back into the playoffs. And I don't think you can play any different any different of a style this time. I don't think you can try to put a limit on him. I don't think you can. Uh, I don't think you should try to play any differently than how you have over the past two weeks. You gotta, you gotta hang it all out. You know, you gotta let it, you gotta just let it rock. Um, and I think Mason's got to continue to be aggressive. He's got to be able to throw down field. He's got to, you know, take those shots or else the Steelers just kind of won't have the same success in the run game. They won't uh, be as efficient offensively. It's been complimentary football and offense going deep and setting up the run game to setting up the run game for the pass, setting up the pass for the run game. So, um, yep. 
there's no reason to put a lid on Mason now after he's led you for for three weeks to to some pretty good numbers. So uh, my key to victory is just letting Mason continue to cook, keep having that confidence in him, and obviously he's got to make the most of those opportunities again. So I'm going to build off that. My key to victory is play to win. Don't play not to lose. And play to win early. Shut this game out. Put this game out of reach by halftime. You know, let and that, that goes right to Mason Rudolph. Let Mason Rudolph cook, just like you said. Let George Pickens cook. Let Deontay Johnson cook. Score touchdowns as fast as you can, as efficiently as you can. Don't try to run the clock out. Don't try to make this a, a, a 14 to 7 game. Try to make this a 30 to 7 game. And try to make it at 30 to 7 as efficiently and as smoothly and as quickly as you possibly can. Give yourself the idea that, okay, we got to be scoreboard watching at the end of the day and the next day because that halftime locker room speech is just about do not mess this up. Don't don't lose the game now. We've put ourselves in this position. Just don't lose it. That's my key to victory is do not approach this game as don't be scared. Don't live in your fears. Don't do all the things that you say you do not do that we call you out on all the time as Steelers analysts saying you do those things. Just go out there, win a game, win as dominantly as humanly possible. That starts with your quarterback. It starts with your superstars. Give them the ball. Let George Pickens cook. Let Deontay Johnson cook. Let Mason Rudolph. Let Mason Rudolph go into the offseason. And if you do not make the playoffs, the question is, like, how do you remove that guy after the performance he put up in week 18? Like, how do you do that? Like, that should be everybody's mindset in the Pittsburgh Steelers coaching staff this week. I get it. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, are, they're, they're your identity. That's your that's that's your offense. Use them, too, and use them as much as you possibly can. But your goal should be to put this game away as quickly as you possibly can. Play to win. Do not play to lose. We'll see what happens. That being said, again, for the last time, I, we should have brought the thing up. We'll bring it up on Monday. We'll bring up the, the, final, the final count here on Monday. Your prediction, Week 18, Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, a potential playoff sending game at M&T Bank Stadium. What's your prediction? Yeah, so I think this does. I don't think the Steelers are actually going to be able to really, like you said, put this game out of reach real quickly. I actually think this will still kind of just end up being a close game just by, I don't know, that I'm just that's what history tells me is that the yeah. Steelers-Ravens games are always going to be close, kind of no matter the situation. Uh, I think the Steelers do win. I'm riding, I'm riding the wave of optimism I've had for the past couple of weeks, I guess. Uh, I feel really good that the Steelers make the playoffs, and I think that starts with this win on Saturday night, uh, Saturday afternoon. Close, like I said, I'm going 20-16 to 16 Steelers win, and they end up making the playoffs. I'll throw another prediction on top of that. Ooh, okay. They end up making – you got a game that loses? How they get in there? I think – I hope my roommate doesn't see it because he's a, see this because he's a huge <laughs> Bills fan. But I I think Miami wins, and I think that's what kind of puts him over the top. Wow, dude, you guys, that could be a very aggressive household Sunday yeah. night. Could be well, really upsetting. Because my other roommate is a Steelers fan, and he's been talking to me all week about he's Ooh. like he's the biggest he's the biggest proxy Dolphins fan there is right now. Yikes! That could be there could be fist thrown Sunday yeah. night football in the in the Thompson household. That could be a rough one. That could be a rough one. Dolphins lose, huh? Our Dolphins win, huh? All right, I'm going. I'm going blowout. I think the Steelers walk away with this one. I think that they that they solidify that they are a playoff team. I'm going Steelers 30. Three 30-point games in a row for Mason Rudolph. Baltimore Ravens 17. 30-17. to 17. 
Wow. I think Tyler Huntley doesn't look doesn't look bad, but I just don't think that Baltimore's got the juice. And I think I think by like the third quarter, it's more of a just like, all right, let's just move on. Let's get to the right. playoffs here. Let's put running clock on everyone yeah. kind of get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm saying they also get into the playoffs. That is my prediction here. I'm going to go the other side of that coin, though. I'm saying it's it's you know we are we get to cozy up and and watch the game in some comfort Sunday night because Jacksonville loses to Tennessee. Mike Vrabel gives one hell of a speech afterwards. You know the 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 Trevor Lawrence injury kind of bangs them up too much where they can't get anything done, and it is a Pittsburgh Steelers playoff berth by 4:30 in the afternoon on Sunday. That's my uh, that's my prediction. Hopefully, we're right on this one. We come back on Monday. It's not our fault. There are a lot of people out there saying the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make the playoffs, so don't be putting this on us. With that said, hopefully, everybody enjoys a very, 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 very successful weekend watching the Pittsburgh Steelers and the rest of the NFL. And just like we said at the beginning of the week, enjoy this. Enjoy how great of a weekend of football this is about to be as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, it does not get, even if it's filled with anxiety and filled with uh, maybe at the end of it, just some serious anger and depression. It is as good as it gets when it comes to NFL football. And this is a way to go out as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan in week 18. With that said, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcast. And as always find all of our work, at allsteelers.com and our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. Like I said, enjoy a beautiful weekend of football and a beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.